Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. How we doing, y'all? Good morning. Y'all swim here? How'd you get here? I'm from Vegas. That's what that's what I that's where I live right there. That's about it. So uh, I was blown away by the rain, and uh, we don't we don't see that a lot. So man, it is so good to be here. I believe God has a word for you. I believe God has a word for this church. And uh, how many know that one word from God can absolutely change your entire life? Can I get a good amen in the house? How about that worship, huh? I'm going to let y'all take a break, but wow. Can you come back, like maybe 25 minutes? Unbelievable. I'm so blessed to be here. I love your pastor so much. And uh, Pastor Joel means a lot to me, Um, means a lot to our family and and to our church. And I was was thinking about it today. I was telling the 830 service. that he really is, he's a man of God. And when, when I say that, you know, there, sadly, you know, you can get into ministry and just kind of become a professional. And Jesus called it a hireling. But your, your pastor is a shepherd. Amen, everybody. Um, I think what makes a man of God is that they talk to God, they hear God, and then they obey God. And that's your pastor. Every, every time we talk, uh, without fail, something like this will happen. And it's not because he's super spiritual. Amen. Praise God. It just, it's his life. He goes, yeah, you know, I was praying and the Lord said, you know, I was praying and the Lord said, you know, I was, I was just in prayer and God told me. And I just go, man, that's so refreshing. And you're so blessed that you have uh, ministers, that your pastor's talk to God, hear from God, and then obey God, because that's a covering that gets on you and gets on your family. Pastor Joel, I celebrate you. Peppy, I celebrate you. Love you guys so much, and uh, I think they're worthy of double honor this morning. Come on, put your hands together. Amen. Turn to Isaiah chapter 43, and while you do, I do bring greetings from Las Vegas City Light Church. Uh, Just two weeks ago, we celebrated our five-year anniversary And we have now seen over 9,000 people come to Christ in our church. To God be the glory. Uh, You are a part of that. If you are a giver in this house, um, I I is one of those Joshuas, amen, that you have helped. And you've sown into our ministry. Uh, Just last Sunday, 92 people gave their life to Christ. Uh, 59 people were water baptized. And uh, God is just doing something really great in our church, and you're a part of it. Um, So thank you for your support. Next month, we will break ground on a 950-seat auditorium. Uh, We're in a high school right now. We're portable, and uh, I'm fired up about it. Isaiah chapter 43. So so come, if you're ever in Vegas, I know uh, maybe you don't come to Vegas because you're saved, sanctified. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. But if you're ever in Vegas witnessing, 
doing street evangelism on the strip. At the slot machines, wherever. If you're ever, if you're ever in Vegas, come say hi to us. Uh, we'd love, we'd love to have you um, at church. Amen. And if and if you do good, bring an offering. Amen. 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 Isaiah forty three verse eighteen. All right, I'm losing the anointing. Isaiah forty three verse eighteen. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, everybody say see. Oh, I love that. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I want to talk about moving forward. Moving forward. Father, I pray that you'd speak now in a, uh, in a beautiful and specific way. Lord, do what I cannot do. Give every person at every location a tailor-made word just for them. We open our heart now to receive from you. In Jesus' name, the whole church said amen. Uh, I'm talking about moving forward because I believe that the greatest temptation for us is that we we kind of just allow life to happen to us. Uh, It it can happen to all of us. We, We kind of go into neutral in our life. And if life is good, we go good. If life is bad, we go bad. But we end up living at the mercy of seasons. We end up living at the mercy of momentum. We, we end up letting life decide for us what kind of life we're going to have. And sadly, even for believers, we then end up just kind of blaming that on the sovereignty of God. Well, I guess this is just what God is doing. But in reality, the, the gift of God, the beauty of the new creation, the beauty of being a child of God and being filled with the Spirit of God is that God gives us the ability to choose, to decide, to pray, to believe God, to use our will and connect it, submit it to God's will, And then to see God's will in our life. That I don't have to just live in neutral. I don't have to just live at the mercy of the economy. Or the mercy of culture. Or the mercy of the weather. Or the mercy of a good day or bad day. Or who my boss is or is not. Or or the family I came from or didn't come from. No, I get to choose. I I get to connect to the plan and purpose for my life. God actually said this in Deuteronomy 29. He said... He said, I'm setting before you life and death. I'm setting before you blessing and cursing. And then God in his mercy, he knows that I can be a little, a little hard-headed. He, he goes, let me, let me just uh, clarify what I'm telling you to do here. Choose life. Choose life so that you and your children can live. God, God says, I have a plan for you. But my plan for you never stops with you. It always goes to your children's children, that I have a plan for you and your family. I have a plan for you and your future, but it isn't just going to happen automatically 
we are going to have to choose and agree with God. And I want to tell you, I don't know where you've been and I don't know what you've done, but I'm telling you right here, right now, God has a plan for your future. God has a plan for your family. God has a plan for your finances. God has a plan for you. God loves you. God wants to do something amazing. And if we will use our will to connect to his will, all things are Possible. Can I get an amen at the 10 a.m. service? So in order for this to happen, firstly, we're going to have to forget the past. God says, forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. I've got a phone, you've got a phone, and we go to our camera roll on our phone and it's all full of memories. Thousands and thousands of pictures of where we've been. <laughs> and you look back at it and you remember and you go, oh, I remember that beach. Or, oh, I remember that birthday party. Or, oh, I remember the day they were born. Or, oh, I remember that wedding. It, it's all good. It's fine. It's, it's, it's not a bad thing. I, I, w- I would venture to say maybe 0.1% of you have any pictures of where you want to go in your phone. <laughs> And so it's very easy to live in your past because when you look back at where you've been, your five senses connect to it. You can smell that ocean air. You can can remember the smell or the taste of that steak that you had at Ruth Chris. Amen. Sizzling to your table. And the waiter says, don't touch your plate. It's hot, but you have to do it. Amen. Because you got to make sure they're not lying to you. Because if they're lying about the plate... Who knows? We're just going to have trust issues, right? That happened last night. I went to a restaurant last night. The lady said, don't touch the plate. It's hot. I went, okay. Okay, you're telling the truth, all right? You, <laughs> you can remember the sounds of that concert. You can, you can remember what you felt on that day. Nothing, nothing wrong with any of that, but that's why it's so easy to live in your past. Because every part of you in the natural is connected to it. By the way, this is why it's so hard to live by faith. Because you don't have your five senses telling you what it's going to be like. So God gives you a picture in your spirit, a dream and a vision in your spirit of what could be. But you can't smell it, you can't taste it, you can't see it with these eyes or hear it with these ears or feel it with these hands. And it's very difficult. But that is why, by the way, it's so important to be in a faith-filled church that preaches the Bible like this church. A church full of the Holy Spirit. It's so important. Because what Pastor Joel's going to do is every Sunday he's going to get up here and he's going to give you a picture of your future. And your flesh is going to scream at you, I don't know how to receive that. But if you can, if you can stay here long enough, you're going to get it soon enough. And you're going to be able to start walking by faith and not by sight, senses. So, so God says, you're, you're going to have to forget the former things. This word forget means to stop mentioning protecting and listening to your past. It's the Hebrew word zakar. To forget the past does not mean that it leaves my mind, but it leaves the influence of my heart. Never ask your past for permission 
to do what God's calling you to do. But let me tell you something. The scripture just said stop listening to your past. You know what that means? Your past has a voice, and it's screaming. This is what has always been and what will always be. And God is whispering, this is what could be. And it is very hard to listen to the whisper of the Holy Spirit when my flesh and my past is screaming this and no more. I can honor my past and I can learn from my past. But listen, your past is a wonderful teacher and a terrible master. Don't you dare ask your past for permission. (laughs) Because your past has a voice. And that voice is a voice of limitation. (sighs) Recently I was talking to a friend. We were out on the golf course. And he opened up about his marriage. And he he wasn't really connecting with his wife. He was on his second marriage. And he was kind of complaining. And man, it's been rough. And it's been tough. And, And I said, really? I said, man, your wife just seems so great. She loves God and she loves you. That's a miracle. It's a miracle. She, she loves your kids and she, she lets you have, you know, she's letting you golf right now. And she, you, you got an old car in the garage that you're working on. She lets you have hobbies. She just seems great. Loves God. Loves church. Loves. I said, she seems wonderful. And he goes, oh, she's wonderful. She's wonderful. He goes, I guess I, guess I just miss my ex-wife. Now, ladies, I didn't say it. He said it. <laughs> Some of y'all just turned on me so quick. That's about 100 heads. Just... No, I didn't say it. So I did what you just did. What? Well, I'm a good friend. Amen? So I've been offended for him about his ex. Come on, somebody. I'm a good friend. Amen? I'll bury the bodies. Y'all know what I'm saying? I'm like, I thought we hate her. <laughs> you know? In Christian love. Amen. In Christian love. I'm from Vegas, forgive me. So I said, uh, I said, I thought we don't like her. I thought we, she left you. She left you for another man. She took your car. She took your house. She took your dog. She don't even like, she is a country western song. She took it all. I said, how do you miss her? He goes, I know, I know, I know all that's true. He goes, but boy, could she cook. And he's now absolutely listening to his past. This word dwell on your past, this word dwell means to possess. (laughs) Friend, if you possess your past, you will be possessed by your past. I got good news for every believer in Jesus Christ. If you're a believer in Jesus, you, you cannot be demon possessed, but many of you are past possessed because you were holding on to what was so tightly. How could God ever do a new thing in your life? How could God ever put something new in your hand when your hands are full of what was? So, so God says, you're going you're gonna to have to forget. And this is very difficult. This is not easy. I don't know if you remember Abraham and Sarah over in Genesis 18. God comes to Abraham. He says, Abraham, by this time next year, Sarah's going to give you a child. And the scripture said that Sarah was in her tent listening and began to laugh. So God tells Abraham, and Abraham, go ahead and name the boy Isaac, which means laughter, because Sarah has laughed at the promises of God. 
Why, why did she left? She left because she was 90 years old. And for 90 years, she has had a no in her life that has said, you cannot get pregnant. You cannot have babies. So for 90 years, she has a 90-year word of limitation over her saying what she cannot do. So when God comes with a promise, when God comes with a new thing, when God begins to speak about her future, she did not look at God and she did not look at her future. She went back to her past to ask permission about what could be. And God said, never go back to your past and consult with your past about the promise that I'm about to do in your life. Because one yes from God can reverse 90 years of no. One yes from God can turn around every curse, every sickness, every disease, every limitation. Everything that has ever been attached to your family tree can be reversed at the cross of Jesus Christ. And one yes from God can turn everything around. And you might not have 90 years of no. You might have 10 years of no, 9 months of no, 30 years of no. You might have been experiencing things for a long time. Maybe it's been in your family tree forever. This is what it's always been. This is how it will always be. This is how we will always live. This is how we will always think. These are, the, these are the diseases and the sicknesses we'll always deal with. No, in the name of Jesus, you get a yes from God and everything can turn around. And I just have the faith today to say that things can turn around in your life, in your favor, for your family. Somebody say yes. One yes from God. This is why Paul would go on to say in the New Covenant that the promises of God are not yes and no. They're not for some and not for others. No, God says the promises of God are yes and in him, amen. And when God speaks a word of yes over your life, say amen to the promise of God and watch it come to pass. I want to declare over word of life that God's about to make you laugh. I believe that we're about to experience laughter for limitation, laughter for sickness, laughter for poverty, laughter for disease, laughter for the curse that God is about to turn things around. I'm telling you by the spirit of God that every I know what's going on in the natural and I know what people are saying and I know what we're experiencing, but I'm telling you one word from God, the people of God are going to need the supernatural touch and hand of God upon their life when there's wars and there's rumors of wars and there's all kinds of things happening and banks are collapsing and blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. I am not consulting CNN or Fox News to decide my future. I'm going to choose God's word. I'm going to choose God's promise and I'm going to see something come to, come on, by this time next year, I believe everything's going to turn around in your life. Can we, can we give God a little bit of praise on Time Change Sunday? Like, come on, it can happen for you. Glory. So I have to forget the past. I, I have to make sure that I am focused on God and not on where I've been. And then I have to embrace the present. God said, I'm making a way. Making. Now this is an interesting idea because I do think it is so easy for believers to get stuck in where we've been or to even talk about maybe where I'm going but not really truly embrace where God has me right now. Remember what God told Moses, he said, Moses, go ahead and take your shoes off because the place you are standing is holy ground. 
Not where you were standing in Egypt and not where you will stand, but right here, right now. That I'm with you, and if I'm with you, it's holy, and if I'm with you, all things are possible. And you must embrace this, that in the same way that I said you don't have to be limited by times and seasons, God is not limited by times and seasons. God can do something right now. Oh, man, 2024 is going to be my year. What, we're only two months into 23. What's up with you? Why are you giving up already? Oh, God can do something. Here is holy. God can do something right now. Jesus said this is the day of favor. This is the year of jubilee. Jesus said that back in Luke 4, and it never stopped. This is going to be my year. It's been your year if you'll ever say yes. You, in Jesus, we are in a perpetual state of the year of jubilee. Whew. Okay, I'm going to get off on another sermon. I got to get back to, let me, so look, right, right here. But you have to say yes to God making. Now, this word making is interesting. It's not a miracle word. It's a process word. It literally means to put your hands on into form. Think of God forming Adam. The way God built his first man is the way God is building his new man. He's forming us. He's shaping us. He's working on us, and then he's breathing new life into us. And some of you, you feel like, you're like, man, I feel like God's working on me. Yeah, 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 God's working on you. God's doing a work. He's, he's making a way. And that means that it isn't necessarily instantaneous, but it's a process. And a lot of us miss what God is doing in our life because it, it doesn't feel miraculous. It feels like transition. Y'all ever been there? Oh, God gave me a promise. Everything's about to change. And then by Thursday, things feel like change. And you're going, what? God, would you, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He goes, I'm changing you. You were celebrating change on Sunday. Now it just feels like change on Thursday. Felt like a miracle on Sunday. Feels like transition on Wednesday. Huh. Thomas Edison said opportunity is usually missed by people, and I'll say miracles are usually missed by people because it is dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. <laughs> like Jeremiah 18, the potter and the clay, God is forming us. And it's, and it's not easy, but it's beautiful. So the psalmist prays in Psalm 90, verse 12, God, teach me to number my days this this word number is not like counting. It, uh, you know, I, I would read Psalm 90 and go, yeah, God, remind me that life is short. And, and it is. God, remind me life's a vapor. And, and it is. But the word number means to assign and appoint. To set. The psalmist is praying, God, help me to take authority for my life. Or TV's going to do it for me. Or social media is going to do it for me. 100 million Americans now on TikTok with an average of an hour and a half a day on TikTok. TikTok will do it for me. I'll go into a TikTok coma and won't even know. Ah, what just happened? I'll get lost on Instagram for hours and, and miss out on what God. I'll, I'll, I'll end up 
spending 30 hours a week on TV and I'll miss out on what you're doing, God. God, help me to assign my days. Because if I don't assign my days, culture will, TV will, entertainment will, people who don't know me or love me will. So I better. God, help me to. Help me to agree with you in making a way. And it's not easy, but it's awesome. Most of what we want in our life is usually on the other side of painful decisions. <laughs> want a better marriage? Go to counseling. It's painful. Last night I, I went to dinner. Brother Luke, Pastor Luke was with me and he didn't eat any dessert. He just sat there and judged me while I ate dessert. <laughs> but he's lost 85 pounds. Now it didn't stop me, amen, from eating dessert, amen. I got a fried peanut butter pie. I didn't know that was a thing. Praise God for Mississippi, amen. I, I, I didn't know that was, I said, yes, yes, of course I want that. I didn't know that existed. Of course I want that. And as I ate it with my mouth full, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, brother. As he drank his water in disgust, I didn't care. But it's painful decisions. It's what God told Joshua. God said to Joshua, he said, "Um, prepare today for tomorrow. Wait a minute. Prepare today for tomorrow I will do amazing things, miraculous things, awesome things. See, I want to do, I want to prepare today for today. And God goes, no, prepare today for tomorrow. So when Pastor Joel was pastoring this church 20 years ago and more, le- more people were leaving than coming, and he decided we're going to be a generous church, he didn't know that he was preparing then for tomorrow. He, he didn't know then with a budget of less than $900,000 that he'd be able to give away $900,000 in two months. He was preparing today for tomorrow. A lot of you, you're not willing to make the wise, godly, faith-filled decisions today because you want to be rewarded today. And God goes, I can't promise you that, but I can promise you a better tomorrow. Remember, he's the God of hope, positive expectation. If God gave you everything you ever wanted today, you would not need faith and you would not need hope. I'm going, to, I'm going to, sir. I'm going to. And let me just tell you this. Even in heaven, you'll have faith and hope. A lot of us want to be believers and never operate in faith and hope. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Give me a, can I have a keyboard player to make me sound spiritual? Get up here, brother. Get up here. Soften the mood. Soften the blow. See, thirdly, thirdly, thirdly. See the future. See the future. Everybody say, see the future. Okay, look what God says here. He goes, he goes, see, I'm doing a new thing. God says, look, 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 look. Look, I'm doing a new thing. And please hear me, because here's my whole sermon in a sentence. This is why we miss it. We miss what God is doing. We miss the new thing because we're looking for the old thing again. But God didn't say I'm doing the old thing again. 
God said, I'm doing something brand new. There is something called restoration. I believe in that. But, but that's, that's not this. This is an entirely new thing that you will miss if you're looking for a remodeled old thing. And most of us miss what God is doing because we're still looking back for the old thing to come back. And God goes, I ain't doing that. I didn't say I'm doing an old thing. I'm doing a new thing. And you have to see it because if you don't see it, you won't be able to perceive it. You'll absolutely miss out on what I'm doing. So I've learned this. I've learned that God is more a God of new beginnings than second chances. Most of us are praying for a second chance. And God goes, I may not be giving you a second chance, but I'm giving you something better than a second chance. I'm giving you a new beginning. Now, if God chooses to give you a second chance, great. But whatever God does choose to do will be better than your best idea. I'm doing a new thing. See, because most of us live our life with a, man, I should have, man, I could have, man, if I just would have, man, if I, if I wouldn't have signed that business deal with them, if I would have bought that house, if I would have sold that, oh, man, if I would have bought Bitcoin at $20, oh, if I would have sold at $60,000, oh, stop it. All that's condemnation, all that shame, all that is separating you from your purpose. Oh, if I would have dated them, if I would have broke up with them, oh, if I would have, stop. Stop looking for the old thing. And today, look, see, look for the new thing. Because the new thing will be so much better than the old thing again. See, because we're, we're most of the time, we're praying what we think is the will of God. Instead of trusting God for His will. What could God do today? See, if I get everything I want, it's just going to be remodeled, refurbished old things coming back into my life. And it will be limited by my five senses. But if I get the new thing, it's Ephesians 3.20. It's exceedingly. It's abundantly. It's above all I could ever ask or think. And I want that. Side note, this is why praying in the Spirit is so important. Because when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you begin to pray the new thing. If you never pray in the Spirit, you just keep praying for old things to come back. But if you ever start praying in the Spirit, you get faith for the new thing that God wants to do in your life. And He begins to release faith for where you could go. Woo! Okay. Man, I felt that. My goosebumps just got goosebumps when I said that. So, now He says in Joshua 3, 4, Joshua, you're going back to the promised land. But you've never been this way before. Forty years earlier he went. He's going back, but he's going back a new way. Same land, new approach. 
Let me just be a, a pastor for a second because I can't help myself. Sometimes you start preaching things like a new thing and you want a new car and a new house and a new wife and a new city and a new job. That's, that's not what God said. God's going, you're going back to the old land with a new mentality. Same marriage, new appreciation for your spouse. Same kids, new conviction to raise them up in the things of God. Same job, new work ethic. Same church, new honor for your pastor. Same city, new compassion for your city. I'm going back to my promised land, but I'm not going, I've never been this way before. I'm going with a new spirit. I'm going with a new attitude. I'm going with a new faith. I'm going under a new anointing. I can't go in as a conqueror with a spy mentality. I can't go in as a leader with a grasshopper mentality. I I went in as a servant under Moses the first time, but this time I'm going in as a prophet and as a king. I'm going back to my house. I'm going back to my world, but I'm going under a new spirit. See, I'm doing a new thing in you, and when God does it in me, everything around me changes. Somebody give God a shout of praise. I'm almost done. I'm... So the writer ends this thing in Isaiah. Do you not perceive it? This word perceive means to declare and to speak. Watch, watch. See, I'm doing a new thing. Can you say it? Oh, here we go. Here goes Jabin talking about faith. Here we go. Confess it and possess it. Oh, blab it and grab it. Oh, speak it. Oh, here we go. I, I don't like all this stuff. It makes me uncomfortable. No, no, no. Listen. This is not some kind of word of faith culture. This is not me. Something powerful happens when you say and come into agreement with your words what God is doing in your life. And let me just clarify. We're not, we're not talking about some new age speak things into existence. We're not talking about coming into alignment with the universe. We're not talking about waking up in the morning, getting in a yoga pose. and um, No, 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 no. We are talking. Can I get an amen, somebody? We are talking about speaking the word of God. We are talking about saying what God has already said. We ain't saying nothing new. We're saying something that's timeless and ageless and eternal. We are simply saying what God has already said. We are declaring, thus saith the Lord. Not what I say, but what God has said. And when God's word gets in my mouth, all things become possible. I'm not just coming up with ideas. I'm not just saying positive things. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. I stand on the rock that is the word of God. And I begin to declare what God has said and when I say and you say what God has already said God begins to do what we say because he's honoring his word in our mouth and so the psalmist says now in Psalm 45 my tongue is the pen of a ready writer I'm going to write my story 
Culture's not going to write my story. My past is not going to write my story. The devil's not going to write my story. Pain is not going to write my story. Sickness isn't writing my story. Fear is not writing my story. Where I've been is not writing my story. I am going to write, I am going to say what God has said. Can you say it? God says, can you say it? Because if you can say it, God can do it. God, I believe you're doing a new thing. In the name of Jesus. All over the room, can you just lift your hands and I declare over you something new is happening. Your past is not your master. Ha <laughs> ha. Your past will not write your story. Pain and tragedy will not write your story. You and God will write the final chapters of your life. Hallelujah. (laughs) The story is not over. This is not your end. This is, not, this is not the final statement of your life. You are moving into something supernatural in the name of Jesus. Your family's never seen it. Your last name has never seen it. Your eyes have never seen it. Oh, no eye has seen and no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has in store. But God has revealed it to you by the Holy Spirit. You're about to start walking in the plan of the Spirit, the plan of the Word, the plan of death. Destiny, the plan that God has, your eyes haven't seen it, your ears haven't heard it, your heart has never even been able to feel it, but the Spirit of God is about to awaken a dream in you, awaken a future in you. See, I'm doing a new thing. Can you say it? Come on, everybody out loud, say, God is doing a new thing in my life. God is doing a new thing in my family. God is doing a new thing. It is amazing. It is awesome. And I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Come on, does anybody receive this word? Can we give God the best, 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 best praise?